listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 30 on Ed Reach. Pixelix Student Game Reviews. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, Jerry, November 19th, 2011. Ed Gamer is part of the Ed Reach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Ed, <laughs> a big voice. A big voice, a big laughing voice. Jerry's having fun with the Google Doc. I did not add the extra C in education. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> you did not. Did. You added a nice little space there for Saturday okay. or whatever you're doing there. I definitely okay. did that, but I did not mess with it. <laughs> I definitely did that. Yeah, okay. So this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform and messing with the host and trying to, you know, <laughs> screw around with him so he messes up as he's reading this. We will give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. Stop playing around with the Google Doc, Jerry. Jerry? Okay, we'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And we have a guest tonight who's mightily scared after that wonderful introduction. <laughs> uh, I have Roland, Roland, oh man, see, Roland Eichley. And Roland, why don't you introduce yourself? So, hello, gentlemen. I'm Roland Eichley, and I'm primarily an English teacher at a charter school in West Sacramento, California. And Jerry? My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts educator at Schomburg High School in Schomburg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host, and I sound like an angry host after I just <laughs> did that introduction. I apologize. I'm a sixth grade. Oh, you got to be kidding me, Jerry. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Jerry wants me to be a woman's studies language arts teacher from Normal. Jerry, you're messing. Okay, I'm going to block Jerry from the Google Doc from now on. <laughs> He's just having I don't know what you're talking fun. about. Yeah, I think you teach junior high too, or you're a one. <laughs> so uh, we got this uh, wonderful email and comment from Roland from our last show, and he shared with with us what he does. And we thought, you know what? Hey, let's get him on here and have him discuss what uh, what great things he's doing in this charter school out out in California. So Roland, um, first of all, Pixelix. Uh, student game reviews. So what's first of all, what's your position at the charter school? So at the charter school, I play the role of a teacher, but also an advisor. I watch over about 30 students and their whole um, education or their all of their classes and am a liaison to the families and whatnot. Uh, but aside from teaching English, I also run our computer lab. And therefore, any classes that are tech-heavy um, are for me. So I also teach a beginning computer programming class along with a video game review class in that lab. It sounds like you have many hats. I, indeed. <laughs> and uh, the, the one title that would scare me greatly would be the uh, – was it? Teacher liaison to the parents. <laughs> well, I don't think that's the way it's sold. That's a, but that's the rule, you know. But, but when families have a question about, you know, how is my son or daughter doing, uh, in, okay. in, in across the board, uh, they, they'll come to me. I'm I'm the person that they know and that they know knows their student and is kind of got you know every angle covered with that. Okay, I was looking at a glass half empty, thinking that 
any problems or any, any discussions <laughs> about the students, they don't go to the t- other teachers. They go all to you and just thinking, and I know that wouldn't be the case, but it was just, you know, one of those things like this teacher liaison. So you, you shared with me and, uh, um, you shared with me this project that you were doing in your school, and it's called Pixelix, and it's basically a game review website, a blog, that the students are using. They're actually writing. Uh, they're, they're one of their writing classes is this game review website. So how did this all come about? So it came about with from a student voice, really. Uh, our students are given quite a bit of voice in – the classes we offer, and especially the electives, we can be a lot, you know, very flexible with what we offer. So we had a group of students come up with the idea. It was presented to the student body. There were enough kids interested that we put it on the schedule last year at the end of the year. And this year I had 70 students enroll, as were last year I had about 20 enroll. Uh, and so it's, it's growing, and it really came from them. So they come, see, this is, this is one area that I think charter schools and Jerry and I are both in public schools. There are certain things that you just can't charter do. schools. Yeah. That we just can't do in a public school. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys definitely have an advantage and we can learn from that, uh, you know, the flexibility in creating something like this. So they come to you and they say, okay, let's create this. You guys, you actually just kind of make – you get approval somewhere and you just make it happen? Well, we have a really close connection with our students, and they're very vocal, and we've, we've kind of empowered them to be so. And so they have no trouble pitching ideas and, and giving us you know, what it is that we're asking for. Much of our curriculum is based uh, directly on their own interests. So they know that what we're looking for is something that they truly want to do. It's very constructive, you know, constructivist, Indeed. you know, thought, which I, I thoroughly enjoy. So you, you got this idea. So how is a classroom set up? The classroom is set up. When you would walk in, it looks like your traditional computer lab. There's two long rows with about, you know, eight machines on each row. I've got some Macs in a corner. I've got some laptops so kids can be a little more mobile in the room. Um, and it's, it's an old elementary school. And so it looks like an old elementary classroom. Um, and, yeah, you would think it's just a computer lab. Do you have coat hooks in the coat hooks in the back? I do have coat hooks in the back <laughs> of my room. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I remember my old elementary classroom. We had the we actually had the room, and then there was a back room where it was behind the classroom. And you know, of course, we never got in trouble back there because you kind of hide away with oh, the it, boots and all yeah, the coats and everything. Yeah, we'll see with not with the junior high sk- uh, kids and the high school kids at our charter school. We don't like having those little hideaway places. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was no fun. good. No, nah, no good. Okay, but co-hooks. I mean, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. I guess you could utilize those. Okay, that was a total tangent. So now you have you have the classroom set up. Um, are the kids? You know, how does a classroom run for that that day? Do the kids come in and just start playing games? Uh, no, not right away. So the class evolves over time, and when they first come in, it's very traditional. I'm very much the center of everything. I'm running the show. What we do as a class is we start reading reviews that the professionals are putting out, out of, out of magazines, online. And the students themselves come up with a list of criteria that they feel are pretty much across the board, the, the things that they're seeing all the different pros using. And that's what they said is their criteria in their reviews. So when they're handing in a review every week, 
the only thing I'm looking to you know give them feedback on is whether or not they hit those specific criteria that they themselves determined were important for a game review. What what were some of the sites uh, or magazines that you were using um, that they use? So uh, there was oh I can't remember. I had a student who was a he's one of the hardcore gamers and he brought in quite a bit. I can't remember the name of the of the magazine, um, but I'm a subscriber to a Macintosh uh, magazine, Mac Life, and they always okay. have game reviews. So those that's what okay. I brought to the table. And then some student brought these other ones, and they were some hardcore reviews. Uh, and then they were reading stuff just offline, whatever they could find. Um, that was part of their own independent part of it, where they had to find just their own random reviews and bring back to the table what they found. Um, I'm trying okay. to, the name of that one magazine slips on mine, but it was a serious game review magazine. Okay. Well, you know, if you get a chance, email me, and we can add those. Uh, we can add those into the show links. Okay. Yeah, we'll do. So I think that'd be very cool. Yeah, there's there's several that we you know use throughout. Um, one of the aggregate ones would be Blues News, uh-huh. and which is a is a great. I use that all the time. It basically takes uh, reviews from all over the all over the web and puts it on their site, and uh, it's a very nice news source and it's not just gaming but that's that's the main purpose of it so that's kind of fun and then there is there is a wide variety of game review websites and even magazine articles i think you get some that sound like they're a five-year-old writing right well that's what they found they found that there's some that have um, almost no content they could be long or short they could um, sound like they're selling the game, as if like yeah. you know, they're in the pocket yeah. of. That's really cool. Yeah, and and they start to see these patterns, and so, but it's and it's funny because they boil down to the seven criteria, and right now I have three different you know periods of this class, and each period came up with just about an identical set of hmm. criteria, which was really interesting to me. So, and it's kind of just become the crystallized set of criteria, seeing how over and over. What are some of the things that they like or look for? So. The first things that came up with were the obvious visuals. You know, you have a title and a catchy subtitle. You have screenshots. Um, there's a, an obvious kind of, aside from the review, a summary of the review that kind of condenses it all into quick little reading points in a little box somewhere. And then there'll be a rating. Uh, there'll also be non-biased facts, just information about the game. It's you know, uh, then there's your opinion based on it. There's pros and cons, uh, and I believe that's all of them. And what's interesting is that over time they've realized that their own criteria uh, has loopholes. So they realize that you can put your opinion in the piece but not talk about the pros and cons. But if you talk about the pros and cons, that means your opinion is already there. And so those two criteria can be met with the pros and cons. Okay. Hmm. And so it's interesting to see how they're kind of comparing what they originally come up with against itself and seeing how it stands. So they basically had a – they created – it was a student-created rubric. Indeed, yeah. Okay, and I think yeah, I think that's really cool to see how they put that together and then figure it out because, like like we mentioned before, you have some that seem like they're written like by five year olds. You have some that are just, <laughs> and Jerry kind of knows where this has come from, but uh, it sounds like the University of Chicago, <laughs> uh, where it's just a high, you know, a loft, just very rich in in wordage. <laughs> verbiage, whatever you want to say, Wordage. or it's very hard. Yeah, you know, they say something in a paragraph that could be said in two words. So you get some of those, and then you get some really good ones out there. And there's some really nice websites and good writers out there. I bet they get to the point where they probably could find specific authors, and they probably could start following them. 
because they have good reviews consistently. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a lot of fun. Okay, so you you have all this. So do they actually play the games in the classroom? They do. So I allow the the one hour that they have with me to be structured in completely by their own choice. So I don't really regulate how they spend their time. They come in, I take attendance, and I kind of let them loose. And they can either be gaming, they could be writing, they could be doing both. Um, I have some students who come in and won't do really much of anything having to do with the class uh, as it would look. Like they're not writing a review in the moment. They're not playing the game. They might be in the back talking with a student. They might be reading the work of another student. They might be um, trying to sneak onto Facebook. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's funny. But it's it's very driven by them. And I only step in. I keep track of, you know, are they meeting their weekly deadlines? Are they getting their reviews in on time? Or does it look like there's you know very little effort being put into it and they're not really – uh, showing me the grit or desire, then I'll step in and 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 put that structure in place and you know say hey okay so you're in this class and th- these are your expectations now it's time to rise to them, but so until cool. but until that you know until that's shown I give them the independence and it's incredible to see what comes in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It is. It's it's a nice. That's a nice little setup. So what are the the I guess the goals or the outcomes that you're looking for? When they complete this class? So when I complete this class, my main goal is the idea that they're um, engaging in their writing in a way to where they're trying to mimic professional text. You know, so so the reviews kind of serve as like a mentor text to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, striving to be a professional with what you're doing in that sense. And that's my biggest goal. Um, and the one that's evolved that I've really enjoyed seeing is their voice evolve in their writing. And really finding uh, not just like, this is a game where you run and jump and then you go to the next <laughs> level. But really being, you know, like, you know, conversational, like, hey, are you interested in a game that will get you all excited? You know, and really right. uh, that's fun to see because I think that often in writing curriculum, that's that's a that's a fluff piece. If you can get a student there, that's great, but it's not what's important. Uh, you know, there's, yeah. there's other more, you know, things that are focused on. And so it's nice to get to to develop that. There's a writing it's it's a program. It's um, just, a, a, I guess, a system that my district uses. It's called Six Plus One, yep. and it basically yep. breaks. Yeah, so it basically breaks down the the different parts of writing, and it's very, you know, I think we all grew up in a time when the the writing was graded on all aspects, and writing is such a complicated, uh, has such complicated structure. That there's no way, especially sixth graders, even high schoolers, even adults, that that you're able to write something for the first time and have it be good, or, you know? or that or that one piece of writing is going to have everything in it. Exactly, uh, and and also that writing is that's developed linearly, uh, yeah, and it's not. It really isn't, and yeah. I think my class can attest to that. Yeah. So, you know, just breaking down those pieces, you talked about voice. That's one of the six plus one. You, you look at voice, you know, your organization. Uh, the other aspect I like is the ideas and content and, and making sure that the words that you use really describe that when you read something like this, that you can actually visually see it mm-hmm. or it actually yep. takes you step by step by step. And we call it scuba diving and snorkeling. So, you know, if you're if you're snorkeling, you're on the surface and you're this was good. You, you in, in case your game reviews, you run, you jump, 
you go to the next level, you beat the boss. You know, it, it, very simplistic writing, all the way to the point where you're scuba diving, which you know you get down into the like the coral reefs and you see all these different colors, and that type of writing is just it's just brilliant and it's colorful and you have that voice you have the the word usage and it's those are fun articles and i bet i bet they've grown to that haven't they especially from some of those mentor texts right and and you know it's interesting because the mentor texts are pretty much dropped by them uh after the first few weeks maybe even the first week for that matter and they tend to really thrive on each other because you know and i don't know if i mentioned this but when they give it to me if they meet all the criteria I'll lay it out in the back of the room for the following week. You know, over the weekend I collect them all and mm-hmm. read, them, read all seventy reviews, and uh, I lay out the ones that have all the criteria to my you know personal mm-hmm. opinion. Then that's what you know they have the freedom to go and spend time reading each other's work, and that's what makes it to the website. Is if there's a piece that's nominated by another student, yeah, then it's posted on the website. So they're building on each other. They have the foundation, right? So they're they're learning. All kinds of things from each other as they're you know they read out this writing like oh I could really step it up I don't do this I could do this and you know it's the mentors become each other they're very collaborative very and cool I don't think I've seen students reading online other reviews since the very beginning of the class wow hmm. so they're really pushed by each other right and there's, but there's there's constantly a group of students at that back table with those pieces of you know last week's reviews there's yeah. always a group back there kind of milling through it. Um, sometimes it'll be, you know, it's not as deep as you would hope it to be. You always want, you know, as the teacher in you wants every single second to be this deep, intense, analytical, you know, seriousness, but sometimes it's not, uh, however, but it will get there. They'll have these, you know, candid debates about, is this worth it? You know, should this go on the website? Why or why not? And, uh, and it's completely organic. I don't, I don't do anything other than put the table, you know, full of paper. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not by the coat hooks and they could. <laughs> yeah. Well, the coat yeah. hooks are for something else. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, Roland, is there anything else you'd like to share about the, the program? Uh, maybe one last thing uh, that I'd like to share is that I've noticed that with this class, the students using primarily Microsoft word to, to make their reviews, um, Something I didn't expect, but I love to see, is them grappling with the technology and learning how to use um, a Word document as an, an art canvas and how they structure their pictures, uh, how they understand formatting, and all those kinds of things has almost been as important of a lesson between each other, like all the different students, as mm-hmm. their writing has been because they've noticed that if it pops before you even read it, it's, it's going to likely – people are going to look at it. And right. so learning the technology has been pretty neat. And, to, you know, when these sixth graders come in, they don't know a whole lot of, you know, right click on a picture and then you can have all these, you know, different options of how it gets layered mm-hmm. and, you know, wrapping text and things of that nature. So it's neat to see the technological side be pushed along just by default. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think Word has actually gotten better. Um, yeah, well, we're still formatting. running. Yeah, we're still running on 2003, but it's actually oh. my it's actually my favorite. That's <laughs> my favorite version, to be quite honest with you. But, so uh, you don't like the newer? You don't like 2010? Um, no, I'm not a big fan. I think that it's I think that it's it's its interface is almost is so pretty that it's hard for the students to understand like where you go to save something. Yeah. Or how to save it, or it's almost become so user friendly. It's not user friendly. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 it, it's the yeah. Some of the layout takes a while to get used to, but the formatting I think has gotten a lot easier. And I think there's some really cool features that do make 
some of those pictures pop out. And yeah, we've been okay, doing yeah. uh, writer's workshops. So, you know, this quarter they have four writing assignments, uh, different types of writing assignments that they're doing. And, you know, they're creating these. They have one of these. It's like an acrostic poem. And some of them will just – it was crazy. They had the acrostic poem, and then they just put the pictures down at the bottom. They didn't yeah. intermix it in with <laughs> well, the yeah, actual well, that's, story. That's, that's what I'll get. My reviews will be a solid page of writing, and then the screenshot is the second page. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you wasted paper too. I could have shown you how to resize and to move that and, you know, all these things. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting how that works out. I was like, you know, this is, this is okay. It's pretty bland. You know, I want to be able to see this and go, wow, that's, you know, that's impressive. And, uh, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> it's just kind of funny how you, you were talking about that and it just reminded me of what my students are doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and so, but those lessons, I mean, where it's 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 tough to find somewhere to have time to to focus on something like using Microsoft Word in depth. Uh, you know, that's definitely not something that's tested or in the standards or anything like that. At least not the adopted ones. Right. Right. But, well, what's funny is that you know you're trying to have them make it stand out and look really nice. If it wasn't an assignment that was based upon that, they'd probably be doing it. Right. Yeah. There would be no. There would be no uh, desire. Time. They'd be spending all the time trying to make it look pretty, even though that's not something that you wanted. But of course, they do the. <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> opposite. Now yeah. they don't. Do it. Yeah. So yeah, it's Murphy's law. Uh, Jerry, do you have anything? I'm, I'm good. I just like this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting by tonight and uh, messing around with my Google Doc. <laughs> Contribute how I can. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. Well, I, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also, also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach network. Have a great week. Jerry. <laughs> Ed Gamer is now accepting winning lottery tickets. <laughs> so are you saying we're winning? Yep, winning.